Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here tonight on the Private Practice Show to talk about how to get set up and ready to see clients this summer. If you are watching, thank you for being here. If you're listening to this as the podcast, thank you for listening. Again, I am so passionate about helping private practitioners or helping SLPs and OTs become private practitioners. And summer is a really great time to start dipping your toe in the water and getting ready to see summer clients. And this is something that is often on people's to-do list for years, for summers, right? And so what I want to do is help you get set up and ready for this summer. And now is the time to do it. So let's talk about that tonight. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life and finally get the freedom, flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. So first of all, summer is coming quickly. At the time of this recording, it's mid-March, and so to get your ducks in a row and ready for summer, you really need to start to take action now so that you can get all those legal steps in a row so that you can start finding clients and just be ready for when summer comes. I also want to let you know that in part of my effort to get people set up and ready for summer, we are offering our free private practice boot camp again this year. So if you want an invitation, if you haven't signed up yet, comment the word bootcamp below, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, DM me the word bootcamp on Instagram, and I will get you the link to register. This is a completely free three-day event where we're going to help you plan a private practice that's perfect for you, perfect for your family, for your clients, and for this season of your life. So again, type the word bootcamp or DM me the word bootcamp on Instagram and myself or a member of the team will get you a link to, to sign up. It's taking place this year, May 4th through the 6th for the spring version of the bootcamp. So one of the things I want to tell you before we get started is that some people have this idea that they might just see one or two private clients over the summer and then they feel like it's not really a private practice. 
But even if you're seeing just one client, it is in fact a private practice. So I teach people how to start legitimate private practices, not, you know, like under the table private practices that cut corners and put you at risk. So that's what we're going to be talking here tonight about how to get your ducks in a row and set up the right way versus the like kind of shady way. Even if you are seeing one client, you you have a private practice, right? Every private practice starts with one client. And even if you're just treating one person, you are having a private practice and you need to make sure that you are set up from a legal perspective. Otherwise, you could put yourself at risk, your, your license at risk, your finances at risk, and all those kind of things. And we don't want that to happen, right? We want you to be doing this on the up and up the right way. And so let's talk about, you know, what some of those steps are. So here's what our plan is to talk about today. First of all, I want to talk about, you know, what are your summer plans and where will seeing clients fit in? We're going to talk about how to know if there's a need in your area, basic protections that you need to have in place, how to decide what payer sources to accept, and also how to avoid conflicts of interest. So that's what we are going to be talking about tonight. And if you have questions, drop them below or send me a message on Instagram and I'll be happy to answer those for you. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is why do school therapists start private practices over the summer? And a big reason why people do this really is to earn extra income. Whether you are paid year round or not, if you have a break and you want to use that time to be earning more money, Private practice is a great way to do it. Another reason why um, SLPs and OTs start working with private clients over the summer is just to test those private practice waters, right? I think some people think that, you know, since I'm the, the private practice lady, that I think everyone should leap or jump into private practice. And some people are surprised that I actually teach people how to, how to dip their toe in and go a little bit slower into private practice versus diving into the deep end. And so summer is a great time to test this out and see if you like working with private clients before you reduce your hours or before you quit your job, right? And another reason why people start over the summer is because they do have plans to leave their job or they do have plans to build their private caseload um, and they want to start doing that over the summer and then continue to see those clients throughout the year and then eventually, you know, continue to grow that caseload with the intention of either leaving their full-time job or if they have a part-time job or per diem job that they would like to leave behind, this is a really great way to be able to do it. So who here knows that they want to see clients this summer? If you are watching this and you know that you want to see clients this summer, type the word bootcamp below or send me a message on Instagram so we can make sure that we get you registered. Again, there's so many people who have you know, been thinking about this for many, many summers in a row. And finally this year, they're like, you know what? Now or never, I better figure out what Jenna's talking about and get set up so I can do this rather than continuing to put it off for summers to come. So one of the first things that I want you to ask yourself is what is your summer schedule? Like think ahead, summer's only a couple months away. What is your schedule for the summer and how many sessions could you do per week, right? You know your summer schedule or your, you know what you've got going on this summer better than I do. When do you have time, right? Do you have a break 
you know, are you a school therapist and you have a break? Do you maybe have kids and they're going to be going to camp? Do you, you know, work at a hospital and you don't get summers off, but you could think about doing this in the afternoon or on weekends? Again, think about that schedule, okay? And what I want to help, I want to actually show you some schedules. These are schedules that people in the boot camp in January, the last time we ran the boot camp was just a couple months ago in January. And these are actual schedules that boot camp participants made and that I can't wait for you to make when, when you do the boot camp. But this is someone who decided that they were going to see four clients per week, four sessions per week. I think they're actually just doing two sessions per week. So two people, but four sessions. And so if you were to do, you know, four sessions per week, this is what it could look like, right? You just do Tuesday morning and Thursday morning, two mornings a week, and that's it, right? But that's a great way, again, to dip your toe in to the private practice waters. Now, I did want to ask if it's okay if we do a little bit of money math and see what is possible if you see, you know, four clients, 10 clients and up, just so that you know what the math behind this is to see whether it would be, you know, financially a good idea for you and your family for you to do this or not. So let me do a little bit of the math to show you what could happen for if you're seeing a certain number of clients. So using the example that I just showed you of someone who's going to do four sessions per week on Tuesday and Thursday morning, if they charged $80 per session, that would be $320 a week or $3,200 over 10 weeks, right? So, you know, most people's summers is about 10 weeks long. So we're just going to use that as an easy number. That's how much you could make if that's what you charged and that's how many sessions you did. If you decided to charge $100 an hour, which is a really nice round number and what a more common number that people charge for private therapy sessions, you know, and you did again, four sessions per week, that'd be an extra $400 per week or $4,000 over the course of 10 weeks, okay? So that's what it could look like if you just saw a couple of clients, a couple of mornings per week. Here's another schedule, right? We have some afternoon clients. So this is someone who does not have summers off. Maybe they work in a, um, in a hospital or a year-round school or you know a, someone else's private practice. And so this is when they're gonna see their clients. So this is what six sessions per week could look like. Again, it's pretty simple math, right? You just multiply how much you wanna charge a week, you know, $80, $100, whatever you feel comfortable charging times how many sessions per week, and then how many weeks in your summer, right? And so you can see how the math really starts to add up the more clients you're able to see. And for most people, being able to earn an extra you know, $6,000 over the course of a summer, you know, that's probably more than your raise, right? Or that could really help toward your student loan payments or you know, cover your kids' camps, right? And so that's really something to be thinking about. A little bit more math just to show people and also these schedules. I think it's really important for people to see what does the schedule look like and what could your schedule look like? So this is someone who's doing three mornings a week. They're not doing anything or I don't know what they're doing on Mondays and Fridays, but on you know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the mornings is when they're seeing their private clients. And so that would be 12 sessions per week. And that would be if you charged $80 an hour, $9,600 over the course of 10 weeks or 
12,000 if you charged 100. I have one more of these to show you, which is again, what it could look like at 20 sessions per week. So this person has some more flexibility built in for travel. They're also gonna do some telepractice um, and some documentation time also, which is also you know good to put in your schedule. So I wasn't sure exactly how many sessions per week this person had exactly had, but we're just gonna use the number 20 here. And so again, this is what the math looks like. If you were to do 20 sessions per week, which is you know 20 hours per week, which is the same as a part-time job, right? Most part-time jobs are about 20 hours per week, right? And so again, if you look at how much you're gonna charge per session, whether it's say $80 or $100, you know, over the course of summer, this person would be making, you know, $16,000 to $20,000 over 10 weeks over the summer. And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, I could really use that income um, and I've got time over the summer, be thinking about your schedule and when you can be fitting these clients in to your private practice, right? You're working for yourself. You're cutting out the middleman. And now you're earning this money for yourself through your private practice and you're working with ideal clients. How cool is that? I always like to show people what the math looks like, right? And so now that you've kind of seen this, you can also see why I like to advocate for people to start seeing private clients over the summer as a way to dip your toes in and really make sure that you like private practice right? Get your confidence up, start to build your caseload and also build your income. And then you can decide what to do after summer. But in the meantime, you've really dipped those toes in and decided, you know, what do those private practice waters feel like for you? And is this something that you want to continue? And in my experience, what tends to happen is that once people get their first client and then they get their second client, they kind of get bitten by the private practice bug and they want to keep going. So the next thing you need to think about is, is there a need in your area? And for the most part, right, there are kids and adults in your area who would benefit from a couple months of services. And so if there are people who could benefit either like there, there would be a break in their services or they could use more intensive services, this is a great way to offer it. And yes, there would be a need. If you live in a town or a city where you think that, you know, everyone, you know, either has summer services already or they're okay going without services for two to three months, well, it's probably not the case, right? Surely there are people who could use services and whose, you know, parents are freaking out that they're going to, you know, regress. They're not going to, you know, um, summer is going to put them back and then the fall and everything else, right? Parents get really nervous about breaks in services. And so you could be the one to come in and do this. I have an example from literally an hour ago. My kids do swim lessons. And, you know, we, we very first started with swim lessons last summer. Um, we did one of these intensive weeks and we went every day and they made a ton of progress and it was awesome. Then school started and we switched to weekly swim lessons. And we were going for like two months, two and a half months, three months. And I just felt like they weren't really progressing. <coughs> Sorry, with their swimming. And so, you know, April school vacation is coming up. And I went to the, the website and sure enough, they have another one of these, 
you know, intensive swim classes. It's every day for a half hour. Well, I'm going to sign my kid up for that because I know how much progress they made the last time. So there are also people who could really use intensive services and intensive could mean that you do, you know, like two hours a day, right? That's more intense, but it could also mean more sessions, multiple sessions over the course of a week and maybe only a half hour. And that could be in-person services. It could be via teletherapy, right? You just have to figure out what works for you and your clients. But I know that there are kids and adults who need services everywhere, right? Across the US and beyond, there are people in every community who are either going without services or who are stuck on wait lists. The pictures that you see here, these are students who are in the Start Your Private Practice program. We do have students from all 50 states and Canada. We just don't have volunteers for the map for every single place. Um, but it's really cool to start to bring private practices, to bring services to communities who desperately, desperately need them. And you could also be part of the solution starting this summer. So before we talk about um, the next topic, I want to remind you, if you're listening or watching and this sounds interesting to you and you're like, "Ooh, I could I could get into this. Maybe I should see clients this summer. I want you to type the word boot camp or DM me the word boot camp on Instagram and we will get you an invitation to the private practice boot camp. We would love to have you in attendance and, you know, start to make a plan for your private practice. So just type bootcamp below or send me a message and myself or a member of my team will reach out with you for instructions of how to get registered. So the next thing I want to talk about are, you know, what are the basic protections that you need in place to protect yourself and protect your practice from a legal point of view. So the first ducks that you need to get in a row, the first one, which is really easy and only cost about $100, is professional liability insurance. So you know you go online, you sign up, it only takes minutes. Again, it's about $100, which is a tax deductible expense, and that will help protect your professional license. It is really important that you get professional liability insurance before you start with clients. The other thing that you need in most cities and towns is a business license. So it's not required for all, you gotta go to your town website to figure it out, but at the city or town level, you need to have a business license unless you live in a place that doesn't. Um, but business licenses are also not that expensive. The application is really easy in my town, it's $25 for two years and so, it sounds a little scary, perhaps, as, as an SLP or an OT to get a business license for your own business, but it's really easy. You fill out a form, you get a license, you renew it every two years. Totally easy. And then lastly is a documentation system. While I would love to tell you that you don't have to document your services in private practice, that is not true. It's actually even more important that you document your services because it's just you, right? It's you, it's your business. But I will say you do get to choose how you document those services, right? So you can you can do it paper and pen, old school style with a locking filing cabinet. You, there's a way to do a HIPAA compliant version of Google. So you can use the whole Google suite. Um, there You can get an EMR, electronic medical record. Usually people wait to get EMRs until they have a couple of clients. However, if you know that you want to do this and you start and you're like, this is awesome. I want to keep going with private clients then start with an EMR, right? There are really great ones for beginners and I'm happy to share what those are 
just as that's something that we cover also in the Start Your Private Practice program. But the things that you need to start really only cost about $150 total, right? That's not a lot of money in startup costs for a business, especially one that has the potential to generate the kind of income that we talked about earlier. And remember, all expenses for your business are tax deductible. So keep that in mind, right? Including educational programs, supplies like therapy supplies, uh, driving, your mileage is tax deductible if you're driving to and from different, you know, either clients' homes or locations. So there's a lot to know about this, but it really can be simple and it doesn't have to be as hard as people make it out to be. Another thing that you need to consider if you're thinking about seeing clients this summer is how to decide which payer sources to accept. And so the most common ways that people get paid in private practice are, you know, private pay, insurance, Medicare, and Medicaid. Now, I do recommend that people get started with private pay, even if you live in an area that you're worried might not fully support private pay, because it's the easiest and fastest way to start, and you're not waiting to be approved by, you know, by an insurance company. <coughs> Sorry. So there's a little bit of a waiting game when it comes to, you know, applying for to, for a third party payer, which is why if you want to take insurance over the summer, you're going to want to be filling out those applications now so that you can hopefully be approved and ready by summer, which is why we're talking about doing all of this now. So here's an example of one of my students named Kristen, who, you know, she is a private pay only clinician. She lives in Phoenix, Arizona or just outside of Phoenix, and she offers um, speech, language, and feeding therapy, private pay only. So when you are private pay, you know, you get to decide your rates, you get paid directly from the client, there's no third party involved. And another option is that you can offer something called a super bill, or take flexible spending as a way to help clients. So in that scenario, they pay you your private rate, you give them a super bill, which is like an itemized receipt for reimbursement, and they get reimbursed through their insurance company. So that's a way for you to continue to be private pay, but have your clients use their insurance. So that's something we talk about a lot in Start Your Private Practice, because that is what a lot of our students do who are private pay only. They offer super bills. Um, if you're going to go the third-party payer route, so this is you know health insurance, Medicare, and Medicaid, there's just a couple more steps that you have to go through, right? This is something that, again, a lot of my students do this way too. You just have to know that there's a couple more steps. So first of all, you have to fill out an application to become a provider, to become in-network with the whatever the company is, right? They, you learn their documentation guidelines and what they will accept or not accept in terms of services, and they reimburse you on their timeline. And there are some, some companies that are very quick to reimburse. There's others that you have to wait for longer. So that's another thing to kind of think about is, you know, how comfortable are you waiting to get paid by, by an insurance company or getting paid on the day of service, which is what I recommend to my students. So again, you can you can go either way on that, right? But you kind of have to make that plan now because if you want to go the insurance route, you're going to need to sign up to become a provider like sooner rather than later. Another thing that I hear about all the time is, you know, but what about conflicts of interest, right? 
am I allowed to see clients? Like, how does that work? And so what I recommend is that people do not see kids from your caseload, right? Don't see little Johnny over the summer, just like you do during the year. That's typically not allowed. Um, Also, most schools and even school districts may not allow you to see schools in the district. And so I have people say all the time, look, well, what am I, what will I do if I can't see kids from my school or my district? And I, I ask, well, are there other districts? And people say, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, you see those kids, right? Or you see kids who go to private schools or charter schools or even home schools, right? There's other people. It's not just the people in your school or school district that need services, right? You can see people from other schools and other districts. Another really cool thing that happens is sometimes there's summer referral lists, right? And so getting yourself on some of these lists as you know a referral can be a great way to get some of those first clients. And then also finding clients on your own through, through your own website, through your own word of mouth, your own social media. You know, there's ways to get your own clients that have nothing to do with, you know, through school systems, right? And so that's, again, what we teach quite a bit in Start Your Private Practice but we're also going to be talking a lot about that in the Plan Your Private Practice Bootcamp because I know that people are really interested in like how to get clients, right? That's something that people are really nervous about. And I try to put people at ease and um, let people know that it's a lot easier to get clients than you think, especially when there's such demand for our services. So this is something we talk a lot about in Bootcamp. If you have not yet registered for bootcamp, type the word bootcamp below and we will get you a link to get registered. If you're listening on Instagram, send me a message with the word bootcamp and we'll get you the same link. You do not want to miss this. This is our premier free event that we do a couple times a year. When we did it in January, we had almost 2,000 people participate. If you missed out in January, don't miss out again. Come join us so we can help get you set up and ready for summer and make a plan for your private practice that you're excited about, right? And again, if you've been putting off private practice for a couple of summers now, and every summer you see maybe a couple of friends who are doing it, or you know you, you hear through the grapevine that someone's seeing private clients this summer, and maybe you even refer some people on your caseload you know, to other people, well, why not you start to get in this game And so you can also get bitten by the bug and start your private practice this summer. So thank you for watching slash listening. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to to reach out to me. I love talking to private practitioners, especially those who are interested in getting set up the right way. Again, I teach people the, the true way to do this, the legal way to do this. This is not like under the table babysitting money. Your license is at stake. You have to do this the right way. And I would love to make this an easier process for you. So uh, boot camp starts on, um, oh, that says May 4th. It's actually April the 4th, April 4th. Anyway, um, but come come join us and we'll be so happy to have you um, with us and make a plan for your private practice. All right, take care, everybody. I decided to invest in the Start Your Private Practice program because I honestly had no idea where to start. (laughs) And I just didn't really have the confidence or the know-how to be able to do that. So it was really nice to have a system that was all set up for me. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel or start from scratch. It was all there for me. And I was able to land a client within about the first week and a half 
of me going public with my private practice. So now I have 12 clients. It is such an invigorating and amazing experience. If you want help to start your speech therapy private practice, then head on over to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist so that you will be notified as soon as we reopen the doors to the Start Your Private Practice system. Again, that's startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist. I cannot wait to help you start your private practice. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.